0: Well, good evening. Welcome to another Tuesday night installation of Crystal Silence League Radio Hour. I'm your genial host, the Reverend John St. Germain, and thanks for joining us once again. Our 95th episode, my goodness gracious, whoever would have thought when we started this a couple of years ago we would have lasted this long. Well, I kind of hoped we would. And I remember my son asking me, he said, how are you going to find so many things to talk about? And I said, my goodness gracious, are you kidding? An hour a week? I can talk about anything. Give me a topic. Just call call in tonight. Our number tonight for the guest to call in is 657-383-0525. Suggest a topic. I don't care if it's something I know nothing about. I will talk about it for an hour. Give me anything give me oysters. I'll talk an hour about oysters. I don't know anything. I don't even like oysters. I'll talk about it for an hour. <clears throat> That's the kind of guy I am. So why don't you just come back in just a minute or so, and we shall uh, resume our conversation tonight, <clears throat> The Power of the Spoken Word, and our lecture on power, our lecture series on power. My goodness, we'll, uh, you know, we'll just talk it right up. So join us. Why don't you come back? Because we love it when you come back. See you in a minute. Well, and I'm back. Um, hopefully you are, too. Um, tonight's topic is the power of the spoken word. And um, as I sit here, I've been speaking all day. I've been speaking all week. I've been speaking all weekend. I attended a local psychic fair here in Knoxville called the Crystalline Light Expo, and it's hosted by a friend of mine, uh, Teresa Richardson. She does a wonderful job every year. Uh, local psychics and psychics from across the country come in and uh, it's a very high-energy, very high-vibration psychic fair, and we were busy all weekend long. And <clears throat> I made many new friends, and uh, it was just a wonderful event. And uh, as I sit here now, I smell wonderfully of blessing oil, Lucky Mojo Curio Company blessing oil, because uh, I've been uh, seeing people all day who were in need of healing and blessing. So uh, I'm a little tired right now, but I'm going to tell you that as I call upon the energy of spirit of the living God, I feel more and more energized and able to do the work that needs to be done. Um, my, um, my wife always says, you, you know, you're tired tonight. Why don't you take a break? But I, um, I only take a break when I have to, if my voice is actually gone. If um, if I have a actual collapse of the voice is when I take a break. If I, if I get a, a cold or something, then I, I physically can't do the show. As long as I have voice, I'm going to do the show. There's a, <clears throat> you know, if I had leprosy, um, uh, syphilis, and uh, <laughs> and cancer, um, I would still be doing the show. And what what an awful thing, uh, you know. You know, there are three songs that if you had a, a deathly condition like that, it would still cheer you up. It's Y M C A, YMCA, uh, Born to Be Wild, and uh, um, just fill in the blank for your third song, whatever song makes you happy and they, they bring you back from the edge of death those three songs brings your spirit back up um, the crystal silence league for those of you who are not aware of it swarmed <clears throat> around 1917 by claude alexander conlon uh, a magical adept and his purpose was to disseminate uh, thought and prayer for all those in need of such and uh... He did this with the agency of a crystal ball. And if you go to our website, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, you will see that we uh, provide you with crystal balls and literature. And uh, some of that literature was written by our founder, Mr. Conlin, And some of it was uh, written by me, the jovial Reverend John St. Germain, <clears> the <throat> book called Crystal Magic, which teaches you um, further lessons in the art of... The Four Branches of Crystallomancy, Divination, Projection, Attraction, and Healing, and um, we discuss communication with spirits and all kinds of cool things on this show. We're working on a uh, series of lectures right now in uh, uh, accessing and connecting with the creative power that brought everything into existence and how to manifest into existence the things that you want and this week we're going to talk about manifesting the power of the living God through the spoken word. And we sometimes forget how powerful the spoken word is, but that's what we access in um, prayer, in spell work, and in daily life. And we'll, we'll talk about that um, in just a minute. We have some sections in the show that we, uh, that we always do every month or every week except sometimes I forget because I'm I'm a scattered being. Uh, Many things go on in my mind simultaneously. I run many tracks in my mind. It's a balancing act I do here, folks. You know, I'm balanced on a thin wire, and the slightest breeze can knock me off. So (laughs) you have to bear with me. Uh, But we do have a stone of the week, and that very stone is obsidian, and um, I promise you that I won't forget, like I did last week, obsidian was our stone of the week last week. And um, uh, obsidian is, a, is basically black volcanic glass. And um, uh, we, we love obsidian in this kind of work. And um, um, obsidian is one of the best stones you can ever get for removing negativity from your environment and from yourself. Uh, it's a protective stone. It can protect you from psychic attack, emotional attack, um, <clears throat> and uh, it's one of the stones used uh, most for grounding. Uh, it it can help you um, uh, in any kind of work involving the root chakra. And I'll tell you that um, there's different forms of obsidian. Black obsidian is the one we're most familiar with, but you know there's green obsidian. Um, mahogany obsidian, rainbow obsidian, and snowflake obsidian. Uh, Snowflake obsidian is uh, a very pretty obsidian. It has little uh, star-shaped white snowflake formations, and that's very good for bringing to the surface that which is hidden or not known. Um, And uh, most of the obsidian we know about is the jet black obsidian, and it's, um, it's very, very good for um, taking around the body and absorbing um, negative energy and is sometimes used in uncrossing uh, work. So um, these um, um, pieces of obsidian, if you have a, um, um, uh, a piece of um, obsidian on you, it can shield you against the... Um, uh, the negative uh, pollution around you in, in a threatening environment. Um, so a lot of times when people tell me they feel oppressed in an environment, I'll ask them to just get obsidian. Um, uh, and an obsidian orb is wonderful to work with, to project uh, all your negativity into, and then just take it and shake it away. Now obsidian never needs to be cleansed or discharged. So that's one of the uh, wonderful things about it. Um, <clears> the <throat> um, it's also used sometimes in past life work um, it can be placed on the third eye or I've seen people place it at the base of the skull and um it can be it can allow you to uh access um, uh, uh past lives this way. It's a wonderful stone for scrying you can just dive right into the surface of scrying and um I've seen a um, uh bracelets made from the different colors of obsidian uh, because it comes in many different colors and um, uh, various works done as you go from bead to bead um, so it's a wonderful thing now you can make uh, an infusion uh, an elixir from obsidian just drop a piece in water um, now there there's a very simple rule I go by with um uh, with stones uh. And crystals, uh, stones, and crystals used for healing, you charge them in the sun. And stones and crystals used for magic, you charge them in moonlight. So when you're making your elixirs, act accordingly. Now there are exceptions, um, so this is why you study the crystal lore. And some people disagree with that, you know, that that distinction. Um, but um, you know, this is just a rule of thumb that I've used, and it, you know, it works very well for me and um, magical uses moonlight healing uses sunlight and um, so you can make your elixirs accordingly if you're using them for healing or magical purposes and obsidian seems to do well with moonlight and um You charge them in the moonlight and make your elixir, put a few drops of brandy in it so it doesn't grow fungus and mold and nasty amoebas and things in it. And then the the obsidian elixir can be taken as a tonic. It can be applied um, to the third eye or to the root chakra um, and put around your home for protective purposes to uh, protect you from evil spirits and evil people. So that would be... um, That would be uh, obsidian, one of our uh, basic stones using crystal work. In fact, I think pretty much everyone has obsidian and uses it. It's not one of those rare stones like rhodochrosite that you you hardly ever see around. Um, You know, if you have questions about crystals or anything, uh, we do have a a switchboard, and our call-in number is 657-383-0525. You press one, and I'll pick up the phone and talk to you. If you have questions about uh, any of the things we discuss on the show, um, it'd be nice to, to hear from you. I don't um, I don't object to phone calls. This is not this is not one of those shows, I guess, where people call in a lot. Um, we have a, a wide roster of shows on our list, but not many people call in and dialogue. And uh, I guess this is not that kind of show. Someone was asking me about that the other day. And, uh, you know, I do readings and I do um, uh, divinations and I talk about crystals. If if you have um, any questions about that, I would be glad to answer those questions. Um, You can interrupt my rambling circumlocutions at any time, for that matter. Uh, Since we started the show, by the way, uh, it's been my custom to read aloud some of the many prayers we get on uh, the Crystal Silence League and as you probably know we print these prayers out I and the other pastors and we pray over them on our altars daily and we get many prayers and they run the gamut some people pray for a a new car and some people pray for loved ones who are passing away and um, they do run the gamut so I'd like to invite you now as I read aloud some of these prayers to join me in prayer and um For the following people, I don't identify them by name, just by prayer ID. And if you recognize your prayer ID, um, uh, just know that many people are praying for you. So let's begin. Prayer ID number 59716. Who prays, may I fully reconcile my partner. May he once more fuel passion and desire toward me. May he once again want to be with me. And I thank you all for your prayers. Amen. Prayer ID number 59715 needs a prayer by 12 a.m. today. And it is indeed today, the 28th. I need prayers for a miracle that God will answer my prayers no later than 12 a.m. today. I need the healing of a friendship now and at the very last to get closure from my friend today. Thank you, and you're all in my prayers. Amen. And we have prayer ID number 59714. Prayers for a safe, successful, lucky, and problem-free and good journey to my next destination. This is very important and symbolic for me. I need strong prayers so that all will turn out well for me. So be it. Amen. Bon voyage, friend. Bon voyage. Prayer ID number 59713. I pray that the Lord will touch M from head to toe and remove all of these pains, back, hips, feet, knees, and Make me whole again. Amen. Prayer ID number five nine seven one zero. Crystal Silence League, I'm grateful for a credit repair service that has helped my credit score rise from the lower six hundreds to seven hundred thirty five. Heck, that's good. And climbing. However, what's keeping my score stagnant is the fact that I've unpaid student debt in excess of six thousand sixty sixty thousand dollars that I would like to pay off in full. I never knew how important good credit was until I became an adult. I took the responsibility and paid off as much debt as my finances allowed me to do, but I want to go all the way. Please pray that I come into 60K soon to be debt-free. Amen. 735 is not a bad credit score. That's great. But help, to pay, help pay off that student loan. Prayer ID number 59709. In May of 2016, I had an etopic pregnancy, which resulted in the removal of my right fallopian tube. Initially, I was told I would be given a shot to dissolve the pregnancy, but later that night, I had an emergency surgery. I feel that it was a mistake, and I would like a lawyer to look into it to make sure that my tube was not removed by mistake. <clears throat> I'm grateful to be alive after surgery, but my mind has never been okay with the thought that surgery that was not needed was performed. With gratitude, amen. Prayer ID number 59706. Please pray for a speedy recovery from my legs so I can go back to work. Amen. Prayer ID number 59705. Please pray for my health and that I will be free from his abuse. Amen. Prayer ID number 59704. Please pray that... BK easily and effortlessly attracts and keeps friends everywhere he goes, that everyone accepts and loves him unconditionally, everyone is warm and loving to him, everyone treats him with kindness, dignity, and respect, may B easily and effortlessly overcome any obstacles in his path, that he is surrounded with love and kindness and encouragement. May you and yours be blessed for praying for us. Amen. Amen. Prayer ID number 59701. I need help on winning the Publishers Clearinghouse House Contest Sweepstakes. This will help us with many financial woes. I want to help my family in paying bills and many other things. I would like your help in sending prayers to the Lord. It would be a blessing to have this financial freedom and help my family. As I enter each time of the sweepstakes, help me boost up my winning chances. Thank you. May the Lord and universe bless you too. Amen. Let's just have a couple couple more. Prayer ID 59697, please pray for divine justice after I was evicted into the many elderly and disabled people also evicted in the city of San Francisco, California, displaced and homeless, just caused by selfishness and greed. Please pray divine justice prevails. Amen. Prayer ID number 59695, please pray that he keeps his promise to me. Amen. And let's just have a moment of prayer for all those in need of comfort and support and healing. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was the Law, and the Law was God. Never let anyone tell you that you have to die to experience Heaven and the Word and the God Law because this, as we know, just cannot be. Now, the unknown author of uh, the Bible paragraph was quite correct when he said, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, the unseen, are eternal. And in this uh, little course of study we're undertaking, we're dealing with unseen things. Therefore, the things we're dealing with are eternal things. The riddle of the universe, the riddle of creation, these are the spiritual things. And every spiritualist and every scientist are in full agreement with each other that behind the physical material universe there moves great unseen forces. And most Men and women of wisdom understand and realize that material things matter very little but the unseen things matter very much and certainly there are material things everywhere but behind these material things when you get down to the very basic understructure there 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 is no material thing at all in the unseen realm these material things arise from the unseen. Therefore, the great unseen forces gave rise to these seen things. The seen arises from the unseen. And we talk about supernatural forces um, that do this. And everything that we deem supernatural will one day be understood, I think. and be seen as natural, and this schism between the seen and the unseen will be realized to be um, illusionary. We, We say some things are impossible. We say it's not possible to do certain things, but that barrier between the possible and the impossible is not made of concrete. As many believe, that barrier between the that line between the possible and the impossible is as thin and as fragile as a soap bubble for those who know how to really see it. Um, this creative life spirit must be understood as it exactly exists. So the law of the God or the law of the spirit realm, the law of the natural realm, is is all supreme and everywhere. So the solution to the whole problem, which we see it as the problem of life and death, it's natural law. And there are people in existence, and have always been in existence, who draw mighty close, mighty close to solving that riddle. And I believe that one day this will be common knowledge, that everybody is just assuming it, just as we assume gravity and electromagnetism, that one day it will be common knowledge that this spiritual law will be known to all. So don't let people tell you, you have to die and go to heaven to understand this natural law. We can understand it now, the fact of eternal life here and now, not in the future. And there, there are spiritual leaders that have taught this, that you can have, you can experience nirvana, you can experience perfection, you can experience spiritual existence here and now. Um, um, and um, Of course it sounds like it's a beautiful Theory because you say well you know everyone has died (laughs) But you know So far everyone has died well you know Is is that necessarily true I don't Know Um, there may be people who have uh, Cheated death Um, That's no reason To assume that There'll come a day when Everyone will die Um, That always that everyone Will die we may actually conquer That at some point Um Um you know, there was a time when if you got sick, that was death. If you got if you got the flu, you died. If you got cholera, you died. If you got pneumonia, you died. That was that was not that long ago. That was in my grandparents' generation. But getting sick now doesn't mean death. There was a time when I was, you know, when I was a child, if you got a diagnosis of cancer, that was death. You might as well go home and write your will. That's not true now. Most cancers are treatable. So, who knows? In my grandchild's lifetime, death itself may be conquered. Now, I don't think it's going to be conquered, though, by medicine, but by mind. You know that now the treatment for disease is going into the mental realm. The treatment for disease is now not in antibiotics, but in teaching the body how to fight disease, is strengthening the immune system and training the immune system to fight various diseases, including cancer. So, I don't, um, I don't want to take anyone's Lord away from them, anyone's God away from them with these teachings. Instead, I want to hand, it, hand you your own God back to you. But what I want to take away is the superstition that's keeping all of us from experiencing the God law as it is in reality. And that is a living manifestation not a personality but a living manifestation and this weekend I was talking to people about this that this is not a personality that when things go wrong in our life it's a punishment and when things go good in our life it's a reward but a manifestation of the creative and so on being told um that there's not a single solitary thing in this entire universe that is in opposition to this uh, great immutable god law um, how can there be how can there be anything that's in opposition to us and there's a great disbelief there's a we want to have one cup over here of good forces and one cup over here of bad forces, good and evil, and how can that be so we're going to talk, to talk tonight about the power of the spoken word. Because every time we speak, we bring into creation effects. We're influencing the world around us. We're either building it up or we're tearing it down. Because destruction is a form of creation. And, you know, the great artist Picasso said, in order to create, you have to learn to destroy. And he was speaking literally. So... With, um, with words, you, you have to understand words, words are the manifestation of focused thought. And if this is true, um, words, words can be scattered in all directions, but thought is very focused. Um, words are the manifestation of thought. And when words are in harmony with thought, They can be very powerful. So, everything that's in existence now began as thought. All the buildings, science, art, philosophy, all began as thought. We began as thought. That's a very subtle thing. Words move us into action. When we speak our thoughts, every atom in our body responds to the sound of our voices. We hear what we say, we feel what we say, and we think what we say. We know that a very simple example is when we speak soothing and calming words, there are chemicals released in our body that respond to this. Not not only true of me as I speak them, but you as you hear them. Angry and hurtful words cause the release of norephedrine, uh, adrenaline, not only in me, the angry speaker, but you, the fearful listener. Not only just me, but you. This has been measured. They put electrodes on people. So, loving words produce reactions in people, in animals, in plants. Hateful words produce negative results in people, animals, plants. Every word we speak is saturated with the law, the, the power to create or destroy. So we're accountable for every word we speak. We are accountable for that. There are no such thing as idle words. Idle words do not exist. We are accountable for our words. In a very real way, the world as it exists around us now are a result of our words. So, if we're going to accept this responsibility, we really have to guard our words. So what an awesome responsibility? And I mean awesome in the literal sense. It's not like I had an awesome day, you know um, So the words of others affect us, right? but the wor- our own words, I think, affect us more. Um, when we make our statements. You know Whether we're serious or not, um, there, there's an impact from those words. Um, the subconscious, especially, the subconscious doesn't know whether we're joking or not. It doesn't know um, when you say to yourself, you know, I'm such an idiot. It doesn't know that you're kidding. Um, it doesn't know that. The subconscious follows your thoughts and your words like, like a cart follows a horse. Um, it doesn't know. Word, the subconscious is very literal. You know, when, when you say um, when you say things like this about yourself, you know, uh, you know, so someone pays you a compliment. You know, they say, you know, great, you go, oh no, I'm not. You know, I'm, you know, I'm. I just threw something together. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a heap of rags. The subconscious believes what you say. The, this has kind of been it's been more or less proven. So um, your words reflect your state of consciousness. Um, they are the support of your consciousness, in fact. The words are what maintain your state of mind. So if you keep telling yourself uh, an internal dialogue of, of negativity, um, if you have an internal dialogue that maintains a consciousness of worthlessness, not only are you um, affirming this, reaffirming your worthlessness, you're creating a reality around you that is going to support that. You will see it around you. Um, I spoke with many people like this, and they'll say, you know, I haven't had a job in five years. I apply for jobs, and every job I apply for, I don't get it. And I I try to meet people, and I just can't meet people. And, you know, this is not the way the world should be working for them. And I, I can't, you know, as I talk to them, they, they have gradually created this reality around them. And I keep trying to, t- I say, project a positive. Well, it's hard to be positive when things go wrong all the time. And you, you see this dialogue, and I say, you, you have to manifest around you. You have to manifest these things occurring. I said, in your mind, you must believe that something wonderful is going to happen. Well, it's hard to believe that something's wonderful is going to happen. See, this perpetuated reality, and I... I work so hard with with people who are constructing this reality around them. Um, um, so say there are economic hard times. There's always economic hard times, always, to sit there and fret. Man, I'm really worried that I'm going to lose all my money. I'm really worried I'm not going to have money tomorrow. I'm really worried it's going to be raining day. I'm really worried about this. You're sending out fear, and what you send out will surely come back and knock on your door. And you're gonna you're going you're going to these thoughts will take wing and this reality will manifest now the living god we're talking about is not sitting up there listening to your words and and says okay I'm going to get you for that but the god law the creative god law is part you know we're part of that and we will create in this universe what we send out we can't say god's punishing me for thinking bad thoughts, God's punishing me for um, doing bad things. no, we're creating that ourselves, and it's not um a denial that there's peace and love and abundance for other people. it's just a lack of creating that for ourselves so if if we recognize this mighty power that's in every word, imagine if you can get that spoken word in groups of people or, or lock your spoken word and your thoughts on the piggyback of many spoken words and thoughts. Well, those words have been spoken, and they've been sent to the universe. And this is the law of harmony, the law of corresponding reality, the law of correspondence spoken of a new thought, send it out, Find the harmonious thoughts. Thoughts don't go away. Once thought, once thunk, (laughs) those thoughts exist forever. You find the harmonious thought that has been swirling around. Uh, William Walker Atkinson thought about great vortexes of thought that swirl around. That can be piggybacked on prosperity thoughts of prosperity that swirl around in great whirlpools that we can uh, connect with and. It's not just us, a single person, bringing prosperity, but these great vortexes of prosperous thought that come in. And once you l- latch into that, prosperity, my goodness. This is why group prayer, like we do in the Crystal Silence League, is so powerful. As a group, we can speak and pray great words of healing and comfort, power, whatever we desire. It's also why group, hate groups can do so much damage. Um now they um um there there's there's a story there are many stories um about this um uh, how you see things I, I heard one recently about um um there was a, a man and a woman and they were um they were upstairs and the woman was in the shower and there was a knock on the door and um she puts a towel on herself and she goes downstairs and opens the door and it's uh, her husband's best friend. And, uh, he says, I'll give you $800. If you'll take that towel off. And she goes, why? He goes, I'll give you $800. If you'll take the towel off. And so, mm, okay. So she takes the towel off and he gives her $800. So she puts the towel back, back on and her husband's upstairs and he says, uh, who was that? She goes, well, you know, it was Steve, you know, your friend, Steve He goes, did he say anything about the $800 that he owes me? And you kind of get the point of that um, uh, about um, specific points of view eh so um, and taking advantage of the situation so what we um, what we see about some of these um, um, situations is that there's a way of looking at things, and um, if we look at things we can find the situation there's a um there was a there's a story in Zen about uh, the Zen masters walking through the woods with his uh, disciples, and they came upon a, a, the rotting carcass of a deer, and they wanted to protect the master from it. Uh, they tried to steer it around him, but um, the the teacher wouldn't depart from his path, and so he came upon the deer. He looked at it and he goes, he said, "What beautiful antlers!" So. He, he, he saw the beautiful. He didn't see the death. He saw the, the beautiful part. So this is what we manifest. We don't dwell on the anger and the negativity in our situations. Um, when we come back, we'll go to station identification, and when we come back, um, 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 we'll uh, answer a question here that we have in uh, chat. And I will uh, I will discuss this very thing um, in depth a little bit more, and um, we'll uh, talk a little bit more. So, let's have station identification. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo hour with Catherine Irwin and Conjure Ali, Sundays three to four thirty, Candelo's Corner with Candelo Camisa and Michael Carell Mondays five to seven, the crystal silos League hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays five to six. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays, 6 to 7. Good and Foxy with Madame Naya and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday, 6 to 7, 30. The Witch of the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Friday, Fridays, 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Western, Saturdays, 5 to 7. All time specific, Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mitchell Curie Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymitch.com. and we have a we have a question from um, one of our listeners and the uh, the idea is um the question really is um, how do you bounce back from a string of losses like death of a loved one and losing a job and how do you regain uh, your strength and the, the your faith in the strength of your word when so much that happens is just a part of life and this is a very good question and um uh you know many of the people I've spoken with lately have that very same question you know if you know, life is hard, and you know how do you bounce back from devastation, uh, loss of a loved one, you know even loss of a child? Um, and you know I've had three of my close friends lose a child, which is devastating, and um, I've seen them come back from this, and you know I've spoken with them through the whole thing, and many of my clients have gone through devastating loss and, uh, you know, as a spiritual counselor, I've helped them with this. And, um, when, when hard things happen and, you know, I've been through hard things. Um, most of my family is gone. I have three family members left living. Um, you know, I I can, I can tell you many stories of loss and hard loss. My parents, both my parents died hard. You know, they, they died hard. Um, and during that entire time, um, I can tell you that what maintains a person is their strength their strength of faith um, that everything is that there's meaning, that there's meaning that um, that there is meaning and that in spite of the bad in the world is also good in spite of the bad, and you don't dwell on the bad. You don't dwell on the bad. When, when a person passes, this is part of this is part of life. This is going to happen, and we honor the person with our grief. Um, um, it's part of, you, you, you honor them with your grief, and then you let them go with love. Um, for for a person like me, death is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I know my family is in spirit. Um some of my family I'm still in touch with, you know, spiritually. Um for me death birth and death is a phase. It's it's an illusion, really. Um not well not an illusion, but it's misunderstood. It's misunderstood. It's not a beginning or an end, it's a it's a phase. So it doesn't hold terror for me. Um I experience the mixture of grief and joy when someone I care about passes away. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss the, uh, the physical part of their existence, but I rejoice in the spiritual part of their existence. Um, so I, I guess that's the answer there now about losing jobs. Um, I have come into the wisdom that if you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing, heaven and earth support you. And if you're in a position, if you're in a position where, Things are not working out for you. Um, if things aren't working out for you, you're probably in the wrong place, and they're doing you a favor by pushing you away. Um, there are devils and angels in this world, and if you're in a place where, you know, I have many people, many people call me and say, Everybody at work is against me, and I, I try to be nice to people, and I, I do the right thing, and it just doesn't work out for me there, and I say, Then leave. Don't don't try to be nice to people. Don't um, don't try to push against the tide. The, these people are doing you a favor. These are devils, and they're pushing you away, or they may even be angels, but they're telling you this is not the right place for you. You know you're you're fighting to be there. If something is too hard, you're probably it's not for you. It's not yours. And this is a wisdom I've come into the hard way. Many years I was doing the wrong things, and I I was holding on by fingernails. And when I let go and believed in the power of the living God and said, you know, I'm going to let go and do what I want to do, it was perfect. It was perfect. And uh, I just followed the tide. I let heaven and earth push me. And if I was in a situation where people were pushing me away from it and circumstances were pushing me away from it, um, I let it. I said, this is not my place. This is not my time. And Heaven and earth got behind me, and I've seen it happen with other people. And sometimes you're holding on to the wrong person. Sometimes you're holding on to the wrong situation. And if it's too hard, if too many things are working against it, this is not where you're supposed to be. And they're doing you a favor. Heaven and earth is not behind you. And sometimes these people and these situations arise to push you away, to, to herd you. They're like sheepdogs. You know, they, they herd you to where you're supposed to believe to be. <coughs> and the story I keep telling is when I went to the allergist and uh, I was tested for allergies and um, he, he tested me for food allergies. This was a long time ago. And he said, Johnny, he had this wonderful accent Johnny, you are allergic to tomato, rye bread, and hot peppers. And I said, Those are my three favorite foods. And he said, Johnny, it's ironic that sometimes we crave the most the things that are the worst for us. And I realized that was, that was life. That was like, I said, that's like life too. You know, sometimes in life we, we crave the most the things that are worse for us. And I took shots, you know, to immunize me and then I could eat tomatoes again. So in a situation that's really bad for you or hurting you, what do you need to do to make it, um, good for you? Um, if if you're experiencing resistance, like, like it's hard for you to let go, uh, it's 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 uh, hurting you what do you need to do to immunize yourself you know why why is it hard to let go why are you holding on too long um why is it hard what do you need to do for yourself you know who do you need to talk to what what do you need what insight do you need um what do you need to do for yourself to make it easier um to, to let this go gently um you know because you know if you know, I know my mom and I know my dad. didn't don't want me to to hurt. Um, or want me to grieve. They don't want to see me sad. And um, I'll tell you, when my father died, I was a young man. I was I was 19, and it took me a long time to let him go. When my, by the time my mother died, I was further advanced spiritually, and I understood. I understood why we die, and I understand that the manner of our death has meaning too. And I let her go very gently. And, um, you know, I missed, I missed her, I missed having her around, but, um, it was okay. It was okay. You know, I, I told her we're going to be okay and she could go. And, um, then of course my father appeared to me in spirit. Um, uh, when I, when I reached the skill level, he started to appear to me in spirit, giving me dad advice. So, you know, it was okay with my dad. Um, and, um, you know, you know, I can, I can only say things like that to certain people. Um you know there's some people who say yeah my father appears to me in spirit they go okay but um he does not not that often um it's not a you know spiritual codependency like you know some people are yeah yeah my grandmother's with me 24 hours a day that's kind of spiritual codependency but uh not that often but occasionally when i need um father advice he'll appear to me in dreams and give me father advice and uh you know, it's always good to see him. He's very young and handsome. He's actually younger than me, uh, in my dreams. Cause you know, I'm pushing 60 and he died when he was 59. And, uh, he appears to me, he's like 35 in these dreams. And he's very young, very handsome, very happy. Um, so that's comforting to me. That's, uh, it, it lets me know, um, um, I'll, I'll tell you another story. I got lots of them. Um, once I was very close to death, I got very sick. And, um, it was uh it was very severe pneumonia and i was i worked through it i was working not not walking pneumonia i was working through pneumonia and i got this tunnel vision and i went to the emergency room and um, the doctor said you know you almost died i said, oh okay he goes no no son listen you're close to death i said okay he said are you not understanding me he said you could die and i said okay doc yes i know i could die and uh and uh, he's shaking his i said listen i'm not that attached to life it's okay it's okay. If you can't save me, it's okay. And he said, son, are you depressed? I said, no, I'm really a very happy man. I said, it's just that death, I'm, I'm not afraid of death. I know what's on the other side. He goes, oh, you're a man of faith. I said, no, doc, I'm a man of knowledge. And, uh, and you know, he he looked kind of taken aback by that. Um, because for me, it's, it's I'm not a man of faith. Uh, you know, a man of faith believes someday he's going to die and go to heaven. But he doesn't know. And you see, I know. I know. I don't believe. I know. I'm a man of knowledge. I know that eternal life exists now. Uh, so let's. Uh, hey, wait a minute here. We have a. <clears throat> We've got us. Uh, we have this conversation. I'm going to. Uh, we have a. We have a few minutes. Let's have a conversation. Let's. Uh, pick up the caller. Hello. Caller, are you there?
1: I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, and your name's uh, Martine?
1: Martine? Uh-huh. I'm so excited yeah, I... to be talking to you.
0: I'm, I'm excited to have a caller. So, so, so <laughs> tell what's you on me. You made me feel bad. I'm p-
1: like, let me give him a call. Let me start uh, calling. Oh, that's fine.
0: Hey, you're my first um, caller in a long time. So, what's on your mind? What's going on? Really?
1: Well, just saying about loss and yeah, everything. um, I mean, I really enjoy what you're saying about that. And but what are since we're talking about the power of the word, what what words can we say to come out of that dark place? As or how to help us let go, or you know what I mean?
0: Well, I'll tell you. There's some there's some pointers on that. you you have to use exercises um mm-hmm. there's uh, one of the things there's dialogue going on in your head that's keeping you stuck in loops, very likely, and you know what you're doing is. is you know you're just staying in the same loop, so there's exercises you have to do to get out of those loops and uh um one one thing is to connect with other people um and I mean just get out and walk around. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you homework to do, and that's just go out and pay comp, give people compliments. That's the first thing okay. you do, just go out and say ni- say nice things to people. And when you give people compliments, um, it's important not to give them left-handed compliments. And you, you know what I mean okay. by that? It's like, say, it's like yes. oh, you look really good. Have you lost weight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Oh, oh, you you look you look younger. Did you have work done? You know, don't. Don't do left-handed compliments because a lot of people do that. Um, it's like, you know, oh, you, you know, you, uh, you look good. Have you been exercising? You lost weight, you know. It's, you know, don't, don't, don't give it to them and take it back. But uh, give them gifts. Give people, give people gifts, and uh, this will, this will get you out of that, that loop. And um, are there any, uh, are there any young people in your life, like children?
1: Yes, I have an 11-year-old daughter.
0: Okay, uh, do you, do you read to her?
1: Actually, no. I, you know something about this? I'm I'm 50, so there's something mm-hmm. about these younger, younger. They don't want you to read to them. They like to read, on the Kindle or what have you. But
0: have a have a family night I where could. you read. Yeah, have a family night where you read aloud, read stories mm-hmm. of a of a very inspiring nature. Um, I read to my wife at night.
1: Oh, I love and, that. You know,
0: Yeah, you just read before you go to bed. Read stories, and um, you'll Mm -hmm. be amazed at how people used to listen to the radio, and people used to read. You know, before radio, people used to read books to each other, and it's it's a custom. We started. She'll say, "Will you read something to me?" And it gets you out of yourself. And of course, now our three-year-old lives, granddaughter lives with us, and we read to her. Uh, But Mm -hmm. read, read, uh, really fun stories and. you know she may think it's um, lame or something but have a family night where you just read you take turns reading to each other and you'll be you'll be amazed at how positive it gets your head and your mind this is the word again it's the word
1: Yay. and it's a wonderful
0: exercise it's a wonderful exercise and uh i was actually going to suggest some of these things um and be be mindful of how you talk to yourself throughout the day and uh this was something I did a long time I I was I am naturally of a morbid mindset that's just my family my whole mm-hmm. family is very morbid
1: so am and, I uh, yes mine yeah. too
0: so I, I sat like my, i had a watch and I'd set every hour uh and I, every hour I'd say you know how are you doing and if my mind was in morbid ideation I would practice uh turning that around to where um um, and I, I'm still, I still like morbid things, but I, I spin it, you know, so that, it, you know, it's like right. Adam's family. You know, it's, it's quirky rather than, <laughs> than uh, grim. So you uh, monitor your mind. You know, if you see it go down dark alleys, um, spin it, um, you know, mm. do, do positive things, even if it's, if it feels sappy or goofy um, and, make a notebook of positive words and phrases. Make a notebook and this will force your mind to um, really dig for things. Every, you're going to go in your mind and when you're depressed and morbid, it's almost impossible for your mind to do that. Your mind cannot, it's like the parts of your mind that are positive are closed off. and So you sit down and you think, let me think of positive words and phrases and sentences.
1: Mm-hmm. And Your mind is
0: like, well, no, no. And you have to Force yourself to do it, Um, and and also a lot of times we have a knee jerk reaction to things, and the first thing we do is go to the default. And if you're grieving and you're sad and you're um, um, depressed, your knee jerk reaction is is a sadness or anger. Uh, So you practice acting and responding rather than reacting. So that means you pause. And you don't have to think Mm-kay. about it, but when someone says something to you or you, you know, like maybe you look at a picture or, or something, rather than immediately reacting, pause, count to five, count to ten, and give your mind
1: mm-hmm.
0: a chance to sort through it. And uh, you, you you give your mind space to sort do it. And this is very... Um, you just want an emotionally charged situation to just shut up and pause, and people don't do that anymore. They immediately boom, and they do it on the, on, on the damn internet. It, and it's like right. there's no excuse for that. No excuse for that. Uh, they'll they'll they put you know you know they they put key keypads to fingertips, and you know I I, I, I say you know <laughs> you know put you know put you know put um you know put hand over mouth before you put fingertips to keypads. there's no excuse for that it's <laughs> on the internet it's like i wish i could go back and take that back i said you know you could have you could have gone right. had a cup of coffee take a walk before you responded to that and and wrote that ridiculous stuff so um mm-hmm. uh, and also um there's um uh, people um sometimes are very mad at people for leaving them. Um, I they, um, am
1: so mad.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there's I'm mad. A, a great yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that anger, um, you you have to go and forgive the people for leaving you. You got to forgive them. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to stand. If necessary, go go stand by the grave and tell them, say, you know, I'm really mad at you, you know, for leaving me when. I wasn't ready. I needed mm-hmm. you and you left. So, um I just gotta tell you I'm mad at you for that. And it's time though for me to just forgive you. You know, you know, I hope you're happy wherever you are now. I hope you're fine. Now mm-hmm. I didn't now I didn't have to do it with my dad, but I had to do that with my mom. I was very mad at my mom. Very mad at my mom.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, she
0: didn't take care That's what of That's who I was thinking
1: know, she, of too, my mom.
0: She she chain smoked, she didn't take care of herself. I said, You loved your cigarettes more than you loved us and you know it was it was selfish wow. of you. Very mad mad at you for that. But you know what? I forgive you for that. Yeah. So that's what we had to do. And um, think of new words. We only have about a minute and a half. But um, think of new words to um, describe your um, your emotions. Um, um, you know, okay. you think, well, I feel sad and happy, but, you know, are you effervescent? Are you bubbling over? Are you, um, uh, rip roaring? <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, you know, people say, oh, I feel awesome. I had an awesome time with my awesome friend. You know, you know, th- that's, that doesn't tell me anything. Uh, <clears throat> and I know this, this, you know, how do I feel right now? Well, I feel awesome. No, you don't. <laughs> do you feel excited? Right. Do you feel wonderful? Do you feel, um, like bugs are crawling on your skin. And you're about to, do you feel like, um, <laughs> like, a, like a soda pop bottle that's about to fizz over? You know, think of new ways to describe your feelings, and this will put you more in touch with them. I know these some of these things sound silly, but they really will work for you. They really will.
1: Oh, no, I so, think it sounds great.
0: It makes you more aware. Okay, of how you I feel. know you
1: have no time left.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you called, Martin. Okay, and, uh, you know, I hope these things okay. help.
1: Okay, yeah. I'll see you next week I'll let you know. Is there a crystal yeah, you com- can recommend that I could maybe hold in my uh, hand? A book,
0: oh, oh, more a more positivity. Light, oh, stone? A crystal? oh yeah, any, any yellow stones, mm-hmm. stone? citrine, heli- heliodor, um, okay. any of those. Okay. Okay. Any of those will certainly work. So, um, why well, don't you
1: thank you for talking to me.
0: Week, call back next week. I and will let, me know you, let us know if there's any progress made.
1: Okay, I will.
0: Okay. Well, good. You know, thank well, God you. bless you. Let it, uh, let it, God let it, just too. let it go. Well, thank you.
1: Bye bye. Okay. All Bye bye.
0: And that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week on Crystal Silence League Hour.